Colorado Rockies. Hoping that the county sheriff don't stop me. Like Charlie Daniel said, you shouldn't smoke at door. But damn it, I can't help I love rolling stone. What's up, everybody? This is Dougie Fresh with your Fresh to Death podcast. Thanks for tuning in. So why don't you guys roll up a doobie or pack a bowl and get on my level. I'm going to tell you some stories. So just sit back and relax and chill. Check out my other old episodes and follow me on Facebook, Instagram, wherever I might be. Again, thanks for tuning in. thing up, light it, and let's get busy. What's up, motherfuckers? Hey, it's Dougie Fresh, man, back with you on episode three of my Fresh to Death podcast series. So what's up? It's uh, the 15th of August. Um, shit's still crazy as usual. Um, you know, coronavirus is still going on. COVID these nuts, you know what I'm saying? It should be like hashtag COVID these nuts. I think that should be a trending thing. Tell them fresh sent you. Bitch! So yeah, man, um, what the hell's going on? Um, I've been smoking on this orange crush. Let me tell you what, it's the best tasting weed I've ever had in my life. And it's pretty potent too. But I'll give up that potency for that taste. It's amazing. If you find some, try it out. Oh, man, I love sports, so I'm, I'm going to go there for a minute. How nice is it to have basketball playoffs? Just started today. Man, I didn't know if we'd have anything like this or not, man, but we we at least have some basketball. Uh, Lakers are looking mean. Raptors are looking mean. I can't wait. This is basketball wall-to-wall. So, I don't know. Portland came out of nowhere. Damon... Damon Lillard, gee, for socks. He's averaging 50-some points in the last three games. What's up with the Suns? The Suns go undefeated in the bubble and miss getting into the play-in. Oh, by a shot. It was, I felt for them, man. Like, they played their ass off. But watch them next year. They're going to be bad dudes. I don't know. I can't see anybody really really beating down on the uh, Lakers, man. I think they got it. They got it pretty well wrapped. I, I don't know who they're going to get in the in the finals, whether it be Milwaukee. I don't know. We'll see. It'll be interesting. Give us something to do, right? Shit. I mean, it's better than what the fucking college football season is looking like. Now being a Buckeye and the Big Ten being out of the season and it's this is painful man it is it's hurting my heart this you know everybody is going to say all this and that this this was ohio state season this they were going to just justin fields was ready to just take over the game i mean that kid has he's got skills like he literally threw for 49 touchdowns and one interception last year one the whole year and he threw the ball a lot like 
<sighs> it's hard, man, because they had a receiving core that was just, they're veterans and they are just versatile. I don't know, man, it's rough. It really is. And it's going to suck watching these ACC and, and you know, the Big 12 and SEC play. Like, I don't give a shit who you are. Clemson runs the, the table with this little half of the CFL or whatever. Like, do they really think that they're going to get, you know, like this mad prop national title? It's, it's not the same. You can't tell me that, ooh, our national championship has the same value or weight if these other Power Five conferences aren't in. I mean... <laughs> Don't get me wrong, the Pat Ken's pretty irrelevant right now. I mean, who, who's gonna come out of there and do anything? Nah, I don't, I don't see anybody. Uh, obviously, no one now, but you know, even with the Big Ten, I mean, Ohio State basically is shooing to get into the, the four. But I mean, Penn State's got a hell of a team this year as well. Um, Big Ten's got a lot more to offer, obviously. Um, but other than that, I mean, it looks like it looks like Clemson just could possibly run away with it because the ACC is pretty, pretty weak. The SEC, they're making waves. I mean, with LSU and, and Alabama, but neither, you know, with Joe Burrow being gone from LSU, you know, and Alabama's putting stuff together. I, I haven't heard much on that on that forefront, to be honest with you. But I don't know this. Even if they do play. I just can't see them getting all the way through the season. There's going to be there's going to be teams that get hit with a with a brash of it, man, and a bunch of players are going to have it and they're going to shut down, and they're going to quarantine. It's it's just going to be tough because well, hey, you're not going to play in front of any fans. Okay? These all these games are going to go on with an empty stadium. And I don't care who you are, half of college football is that atmosphere. How are you going to have college game day with no fans? How are you going to get excited when Lee Corso makes his pick, but there's nobody there to cheer it on? Like, it's just, it's too weird. 20, 2020 is weird. This whole year sucks. It's god-awful. I'm sick the fuck of it. Like, let's get it over with. But uh, I don't know. Like, I mean, like even with Clemson, they had 29 kids test positive back in, it was about a month and a half ago, back at the end of June. What happens, you know, during week three of your season and you lose a third of your team? You know what I mean? Like, and that'll, it's just, it's gonna happen, unfortunately. You know, these kids are in college, they're going to classes. You can't bubble it up like, like they did the NBA. You know, the, uh, Major League Baseball seems to be doing okay, and they're not playing in a bubble per se. You know, they're taking precautions, but it, it seems to be working out pretty well. Um, but I don't know, this, this is college football. Kids, kids make bad decisions. They'll go out and hang out with their buddies you know, and one of them might have it and it just spreads. Because when you're on a team and you play in such a, a connected team sport, 
you rely on your players and your your teammates to to not do that dumb shit. You know, you you feel you should feel protected. You should feel safe around them, thinking and knowing that they're not going to put our season, our you know their their teammates' lives and health at risk. Well, 18, 19 year old, 20 year old kids are kind of stupid. I should know I was one before and I was pretty stupid. Um, you know, between classes, between parties, between trying to hook up with a chick, whatever. It's just, it's, it's gonna be tough. I'd, I'd rather see them all just postpone it instead of them getting started and abruptly stopping because I'm pretty sure that's what's going to happen. Um, anyway, I mean, I'm not a doctor, but I'm, it's, that's kind of what I foresee. You know, I'd, I'd love to watch some football. I can't wait. I've been watching reruns, old games. God, I hate that. Um, <laughs> but I just, I love my football, especially college football. Um, and now we got uh, NFL. I just saw the Cowboys had their first... Uh, uh, full practice today for the first time since January. That's awesome. I'm a Cowboys fan, man. I love them. I know. Talk smack, whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Anyways, yes, I'm from Ohio. I love the Cowboys. Uh, when I was a kid, a guy named Doug Donnelly, who's from my town of Cambridge, Ohio, played for Dallas. And his family is friends with my family. So knowing him and being introduced to that is why for the main part, I'm a Cowboys fan, so I'm not a bandwagon jumper or any of that other bullshit. I was, I had a special connection to the team and it grabbed me by the boo-boo and I absolutely live and die Dallas Cowboys football. Um, not to mention Zeke Elliott, Buckeye, is uh, the main man up in that piece. So, you know, and there again, you know, it's, these guys are adults, and it may work out a little better. Again, they're playing with no fans um, all the way through the Super Bowl if they make it that far, if the season even gets that far. We don't know. I mean, it's just <laughs> this year, whatever you think is going to happen, you just might as well plan for the opposite because something's going to fuck up. But, I mean, this, this storyline for the NFL, it's, it's great. we got Tom Brady in, in Tampa Bay. You know, he's poised, him and Gronk. Like, how are you going to get him and Gronkowski to swap teams? That's, that's, that's pretty pimp. But they're looking to do something. You know, we've got Cam Newton starting in Brady's place in New England. Who's got more pressure, Newton or Brady? I, man, that's a tough question. Um, you know, Cam Newton, I think he's got a lot to prove just because he hasn't done anything for a couple years. And he was really good there for a little bit. And he's, he's kind of fell off. But he's going into one hell of a great system with a hell of a great front office and an amazing coach. So if anyone can get the most out of Cam Newton, it's Bill Belichick and the Patriots. Now, Tom Brady, for all his success, you know, he goes down to Tampa Bay. He, can he take this and say, you know, I, I won all these championships with the, the Patriots and, and a lot has to do with being on that team and winning or 
I'm Tom Brady, I can go anywhere and still win. Um, for him to go down to Tampa Bay, and if he were to lead them to a Super Bowl championship, that would solidify him 100% in my mind as the GOAT, the greatest quarterback of all time. Um, he's got all the championships, he's won it. But like I said, he won it with the same team and the same system. You've got to get a lot of credit to that front office, to Robert Kraft, the owner, and Belichick as the head coach and their system. Um, obviously, they know what they're doing. They're doing it right. It's, there's just Their system's tried and true. So to, if we see Cam Newton go there and win with them and see Brady leave and go to Tampa Bay and lose, then what does that say? You know what I mean? That, that kind of shows you that Brady was, you know, <laughs> he used the team that, that was his crutch. Like, that's why he was so good. I mean, he's got great numbers, don't get me wrong, and his story is great. Um, <coughs> he's from Michigan, so I hold that against him, but whatever, whatever. Um, so, yeah, man, NFL should be sweet. Um, San Francisco looks like they'll be good this year, too. Um, you know, they've, they've made a lot of acquisition, but so has Dallas. Dallas has got... On offense, they have on paper the best offense in the league, hands down. You might as well just drop everything else. It's, you know, for the for a team that last year had the number one offense in the league, even though they couldn't win a fucking game, good for defense. Um, to add, you know, the players that they've added already, um, their receiving core, you know, was bolstered by their first-round pick of uh, that boy from – from Oklahoma. God, I can't remember his name right now for some dumb reason. Um, but that, man, that should, you know, put him, um, <clears throat> you know, it just gives him even more firepower. It's, <laughs> there's no reason why they shouldn't put up 35, 42 points a game. Now, if we can get that defense to click, you know, and we get Vander Esch back healthy, which he says he is, and he's excited and poised. Um, we should have the best linebacking core in, in the league. Um, we got another pass rusher from Minnesota, just picked him up yesterday. Uh, Spencer, I believe. He's proven. Like, dude's good. Like, he can, he can rush. Like, we've already got people in line. We've already got a mad defensive line. Our defensive ends are tough. Um... You know, with uh, Jalen Smith, uh, him healthy and Van Der Esch at the backers. You know, gosh, our our weak spot was was our our safeties and cornerbacks. Our defensive backs were god awful last year, and we even had we've got that. Uh, god, it's three in the morning, and I got a little buzz on. I can't remember uh, safety's name, but he was he's actually Byron Jones. Hell of a safety. So that's one out of four. We need to fill those paces, man. Um, but, yeah, Dallas, I always, every year, I'm like, oh, they look great. It's going to happen, blah, blah, blah. You know, in 2016 or 17, whatever that was, when they went 12-4 and four and went to the playoffs and barely missed, you know, going to the championship game, they lost to uh, the Packers with, uh, you know, the famous the drop catch with Des Bryant. Uh, still a catch. Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. 
I was in the county jail watching that game. I thought I was going to have to kick somebody's ass. But uh, anyways, enough of that football rambling, I guess. Um, this weekend, I don't know how many of y'all have heard of uh, Ryan Upchurch. Uh, hell of an independent artist. Basically, he's a rapper uh, from the middle of Tennessee. I don't like to use the term country rapper because I don't think he should be put in with like Colt Ford and Jelly Roll and all that. You know, it's kind of a, a genre that's kind of laughed at. This guy's got skills. He's, he's an independent artist, doesn't use a label, and he's created himself a following like no other. I mean, this, he's, he's done some amazing shit and he's kind of leading the movement. And uh, basically a documentary of his past few years of his life coming to terms. He started out as a, a guy doing funny videos on YouTube um, and caught the eye of the guy um, that uh, <clears throat> down in Florida, Redneck Nation, that sponsored him and gave him a chance. And uh, he ran with it. And not only can he rap, but he can sing. He's put out, gosh, I don't know, eight to ten albums at least. Uh, and he just keeps dropping them. He's, he's got it going on, man. He can rap like he's, he's, he's very, very skilled. So if you get a chance, man, check him out. Um, if you, he's got country albums. He's got rock albums. He's got rap albums. He's, he's very talented. You know, check out Holler Boys if you like country or, you know, if you like rap, check out YZ or, or Hillbilly or Outlaw, whatever. Just dive in and check it out. But anyways, his documentary called Holler Boy is on pay-per-view this weekend. Um, so for those of you who are fans and didn't know that, check it out. For those of you who aren't fans, I'm pretty sure if you watched it, which I have, you'll be a fan after that. So uh, check that out. I just want to throw that out at you. Um, no. So anyways, this <laughs> this episode's kind of thrown together wildly. I interviewed this cat, Levi. Uh, I call him One Leg. He lost his leg in a car accident uh, a few years back. Um, but I ended up interviewing him this week. And it's a trip, man. Um, he, he's, uh, he's out there a little bit, and you'll see that. He talks about a lot of wild stuff, a lot of uh, conspiracy theories within our local uh, police departments and such. Uh, Far-fetched out there, some wild stories. Um, I throw a little commentary in. It's kind of humorous, I guess. You'll, you'll make up your own mind, obviously. It's a little long. But hey, it's uh, it's something to listen to. <laughs> this guy's old old one leg's got some stories to tell, and uh, listen to it. It's kind of it's fucked up. Now I want to say right now that Dougie Fresh and Fresh to Death don't uh, share the same views as One Leg or support some of the things that he talks about. So I'm just putting that out there. Uh, He's a good he's a good guy, man. He really is he's a friend of mine, um, and I'm I'm glad I got the chance to interview him, and I'm glad you guys will get the chance to hear him, because I'm trying to interview people around my town that are unique. You know, how many times do you get to hear 
life stories or stories from some cat from Appalachia, you know, like from from southeastern Ohio. We're in the hills here, man. We're just we're just country folk here, just trying to have a good time. You know, we we do our own thing and we're all about having fun. But uh yeah, this week we're gonna listen to oh one leg, tell a story and uh just see what see what the, the mind of a man on amphetamines will uh will produce. <laughs> I don't know how long he'd been up at this point, but uh, I don't imagine he just woke up that morning. So, there's that. Um, also, I'd like to get out uh, another podcast this weekend. I'd like to have four of them done total. I'm going on a little vacation on Tuesday, and I'll be gone for the whole week. So, I won't be able to do anything else. So, I'd like to at least, I'm definitely going to get this out to you guys tonight. Um, I'm going to try and get another one done before Tuesday, but just, just to let you know what's going on. Um, I guess finally, uh, I just want you guys to follow me on Facebook, uh, at Doug Bennett, um, or on Instagram. It's, uh, Dougie B 88. It's on Instagram. Uh, follow me, check me out. I got cool stuff on there. I got videos. Um, you know, come friend me. Let's have have some chats, man. Bullshit and all that. So uh, and, and and also, you know, you go on, if you go to Anchor. dot com and you, wherever you're listening to me from, you're able to send in uh, voice messages. Send me some voice messages. I love you. Say something random. Say something crazy. I don't care. Ask me a question. I'll answer it on on air. As soon as I get it. So, like I said, follow me. Get in line with old Dougie Fresh and Fresh to Death podcast. Um, and shit, just just be good people. That's that's all I can say. Um, the world right now is a fucking hellfire, hellfire pit. And golly, man, if we just took a little bit of time to be kind to those around you. It would make a whole lot of difference. Just be good people, man. That's, <laughs> it's not hard. It, 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 it takes just as much energy to be an asshole as it does to be cool. So just give, give someone the benefit of the doubt or put yourself in their shoes because everybody has an issue. Everybody has a story. You don't know what people are going through. So, just be kind, man, like, for real. Because with everything going on, with the protests, with the changing of, you know, with, with, with the presidential election in November, it's, it's tearing us all apart. It really is. I'm not talking politics on here. Nobody wants to know what I believe in. Well, if you do, then that's tough shit. Um, but vote. That's your only voice, man. That's, that's how you're heard. So get out and vote. Sign up for absentee ballots. Mail it in. Whatever you got to do. But get your vote out there. So anyways, without further ado, man, I'm going to get right into the one-leg motherfucking interview. Uh, 
So yeah, fire one up, bro, and check it out. You know what I'm saying? Uh, this guy's interesting. So you guys uh, peep it out later. This reminds me of my house. All right, y'all. It's Dougie Fresh, man. Welcome up, back. Dougie? I've got a buddy here, man. His name's One Leg. First podcast ever. His first podcast he's ever been on, so he's excited. <sighs> I can see it. And I smoked marijuana today. It makes me very paranoid. I, I did see him do that. Mm -hmm. uh, <laughs> you I did that. Care. I don't care if the police are hearing. I got a missing leg. I should be prescribed to it. I rolled the motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> well, you did do that, didn't you? Oh, I hit it twice, and the rest I just held it. You Sitting did hold it a lot. Mm -hmm. You did hold it a lot. Like I said, weed is good. Other drugs are bad except for meth. <laughs> but they're only good for when you're doing events, because I'm missing a leg. Yes. Like work. Right. Walking. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but you get along well without that. Like, you get along better than some... Line a week I don't know if I'm supposed to tell the truth and you're a day yeah you're okay one line one line a day every 12 hours I count a day because I don't sleep I have to sleep on the streetaways you know what I mean going downhill right it's kind of crazy but I got uh, interviewed by Kelly Burgess you know her no, I not know. Kelly Burgess Jessica Douglas well no. her sister goes to she went to Columbus State University she went to Columbus State University and she got like her video shit as a degree, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like filming and documentaries and healthcare and all that crazy shit that has to do with like secretaries that get paid to ask you questions and never answer one. So <laughs> it's like I was first day out of prison in the van on the way to the Cambridge jail because I was getting a judicial release. I realized something. I was being followed by a drone. By a drone? On the way on my first day out of jail. Those things that fly the through the air, they got cameras on them? It was, I swear I'm in a documentary. Right. I think it's a documentary or it's uh, what's that shit called? I don't uh, know, man. I just said it outside, fucking uh, harassment shit by the fucking olive oils. I have no idea what that means. We're really shit on a podcast to the right oils. Now. Can you explain that? We're on a podcast right now. I know. That's why I would love. I want everybody to know what that means. All right. It's where they fucking stalk you. The Cambridge Police, FBI, State Highway Patrol, and even the sheriff are all on vacation. Columbus vacation? came, and the FBI and only the FBI worked for the Cambridge city of Cambridge. Do you see any of the other cops ever doing anything anymore but being fake detectives? Man, I don't even From pay 10 years to ago. <laughs> I got arrested a lot. You can look at my charges in the county jail probably 60, 70 times I've been in there. And I wasn't there the first day it opened when I was like eight years old. You should get your mail there. I think I still do. They call me all the time. But uh, this is the longest I've ever been out, except for when my uncle adopted me at 11. But he was the strictest man you ever meet, like a drill sergeant. Right. But one that threatened you with, you with the things he knew you loved. That's to effective. do whatever he it's wanted. very effective. <laughs> well, he's a millionaire today because of us. And he owns three houses, and he's going to die with all that money and nobody on his will. Man. So what do you do about that? Go back to age it. nine. When I was in my first month, 
I turned April, April 10th, 1984, I was born, and I motherfucking turned nine years old in motherfucking Tico. What's Tico? It's an underage boys' prison. Like Sargo. You until you're 18, but you can only go there if you're legally seen fit to handle real prison, because younger kids are even crazier. Oh, they got the one more to prove. And, yeah, they're crawling out holes where they fucking feed you with your tray to get you. Kind of yeah. Shit. I'm eight years old in the bathroom watching this guy beat the fuck out of a guy. Okay. And yeah. two guys behind me. And they're fucking in a shower. Oh, man. And my brother Bill walks in. He's like, Levi, Levi, Levi. Not right now. It was 8 o'clock or something. You don't go in there at 8 o'clock because they do weird shit guy to guy. And all of a sudden, one swung at him and Bill killed this kid. Literally almost killed him. He fucking ripped his a beast, ear. He Bill put his finger in his ear all the way, ripped at his nose, and then was kicking him in the dick. And he was bleeding profusely and wasn't even moving. A black baby nigga. I've never you know heard I mean? anybody doing stuff like that to anybody. Well, my brother Bill has got away with the biggest crime in the life. Well, we won't talk about that. And we won't. You know <laughs> what it is? We want him to stay up getting away with it, right? Are you videotaping, like recording? Like a video? There's no video, no. Okay, because I just showed you the symbol of what he did. No, he didn't do that, and he was subsequently in prison, right? He beat the case. Robbie Miller did, too. That was when I thought I could trust Robbie Miller. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to fuck if he hears me on this thing or not, because Robbie Miller is a dumb, faggot, bitch-ass snitch little boy who told on me and my brother Bill, my brother, for breaking in a motherfucking house with him. Wow. And we never did. We just collected the items that he did break into a house with, and I sold them because that's what I do. But You're I buying, I selling, sell guns anymore. motherfucker, boy. I'm telling you what. There's no guns no more. Because every time a cop sees me, I'm, what do they call it, uh, carrying and armed and, armed and dangerous. Because your leg? It comes on the screen. No, because I used to carry guns around when I was eight uh, years old. I thought you could beat people with your leg. Uh, that's why I, I have only done it once, and that was my last day in prison. Really? This time, yeah, he was about two 280-pound guy. He was mad that Ike left and owed him $200 in work on his tattoos. Mm -hmm. And he called me a bitch. And all his bloods went to the back wall, and I just went to the back wall. But I had an escape. With your blood. <laughs> yeah, I had an escape. I was in the corner, and I slid two racks. That way I had plenty of spin move if I did lose my leg, because I've lost my leg fighting before. <laughs> and God damn it, <laughs> that's how I had to learn the ground game. Yeah. So... This motherfucking shit happens. He swings at me, nods me in the nose, because I cock back a little bit. Mm -hmm. And I get my stance, and I jab, 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 right. Hit him. And all of a sudden, they go, oh, nigga, what boys got? What with one leg? <laughs> and this is my first day. Time to speak up a little bit, mother. Yeah. So prison okay. became, talk up like became one of the best <laughs> things that ever happened to me physically and mentally. I did four years when I was 18, okay? Or 19. Right. And... Because I liked Xanax. And I fucking robbed shit on Xanax. <laughs> I, Everyone does, I hit cruisers and almost killed cops. and You know? But Xanax or I bad. never lost a fight in my life. Well, that's a hell of a record there, boss. Never, and I fought a lot. I can see that. You I've can have you anybody come it. up to me right now. Scotty Jones. I, booked, I, I took six of them trying to jump me. Scotty, Bruce Mosley, his brother, Josh. What's his name? Josh. Whatever. Double? Nope. No. Uh, that Josh? He lives on the south side, like 8th Street in between 8th and 7th. 
I don't know, man. Anyways, I was right. six. I'm busting forty bottles because I was taking the cocaine away from the party when I was twenty. And <laughs> they busted one over my head. All of them busted one, and they tried to punch me, knock me down. I went to one knee and stood up like this and did a helicopter spin with my hands out. And I fucking hit a couple, and I backed up, and I hit them all like this, and I got to the road, and all of them went back to the house. It was Bruce Mosley's trailer. And I crawl through the woods, go 60 feet up the tree in the front yard, throw a branch on his car so the alarm goes off, and they all come on the porch. And they're like, oh, you're dead when you come down. I was like, I'm coming down now. Grab a branch. I thought I was going to swing onto the roof and then go down and get him. I was mad. I had something I thought. Right. I swing, snaps. 60 feet to my side. Scotty Jones, Bruce Miller. All them dudes are watching me on the front porch. I get up, and I know I can't breathe. But I look at him and say, what now, motherfuckers? <laughs> I still have the cocaine on me. And they all walk in saying, man, you do whatever you want. <laughs> Ask Scotty. Ask him. Sure, I will. his black ass. I've never spoken word to him. I don't want to say just because of him. I don't want to say. Oh, Josh Blosner was a beast. I don't know if you Little Josh. Little Josh Blosner. I love Josh. He's the strongest dude you ever fucking go against. And he can fight. He's right Paul Motors, a little boy. You know what I mean? Bobby Blosnar, strong motherfucker. True that, true that. He's a good kid, man. Yeah. Too bad he I passed away, man. I fought a lot. And we, are be we was best friends. Yeah. <sighs> yeah. Rest in peace, sir. Buddy. Man, I love that guy. And this bullshit with their doing to his brother. Because his wife killed herself and left a note saying, I'm sorry, I did lie about my daughter getting raped by my husband. Because he was in the oil fields. He owned rigs. So she wanted all that money. And she put sperm, fucking took the sperm, put it on her daughter's underwear. He said she was, he was raping her. What? Now he's doing, I think, life, actually. Yeah, that's... He's got a retrial, but it takes five years, four years, you know what I mean, to get a new trial. Sometimes it takes four years, I think, or two. All but right. he's got to wait all that time, because he just did one before she killed herself. Uh, so he's doing, like, ten years, I think. I heard some, some yeah. like, hush-hush shit about that. Hey, just I because grew I... up with them motherfuckers right there. Some of them, I don't know. I was yeah, you was right there. Well, I was dating Missy, man. And it was like... You know, rape is about oh, Bobby. I don't believe that. Do you believe it? I don't believe it, no. But, hey. I bet you he comes out and you say, Bobby, I think you raped a kid. He'd knock you out ten sideways times. I'm sure he would. Because anybody that knows the truth will either walk away and not say a word or beat the fuck out of you right there. Why would you say that? Either one. Me? You choose, though? Huh? Either side you choose, either you walk away or you beat him up. You win as long as you don't argue. Either. I learned that. I used to just beat him up and beat him up bad, like throwing people through the fucking windows at Kenny's Bakery. <laughs> and I'd sit outside just to wait on people to fight drunk because nobody wants to fight me sober. Well, you'd be fine. Yeah, just, <laughs> that's why Mike Kelly had me as a bodyguard. For seven months, and I made him five thousand dollars a day. Right on. Never got robbed. But anyways, yeah. about this gang banging, it's called. Yeah, gang listen here. Stalking. Levi's got Two a years. pretty cool fucking story, man. You guys need to check this out. Like this is this Two is years. what it is. Um, tell him about the experience you have. You know? I've uh, actually got out of prison this time, and I was serious about getting my life together. So. I lost my right leg seven years ago, eight years ago, and I was before that very wealthy individual, and I, I, I strove to become more than I ever could be, and now I'm striving to be alive at night because a fucking skunk comes in a trash can and pisses in my cup and I drink it and die. I sleep in trash cans at night. I sleep every couch I can. 
And guess what? I have never slept on one but my brother's. I never stay at somebody's house. You never stay at a house? I stay awake or I don't stay. Gotcha. Everybody in Cambridge, they're drugging you. They're putting chips in you. And you're waking up and thought, man, I never do fentanyl, but why the fuck did I just hit my head off the fridge seven hours later? <laughs> at Paul and Dave's three times, and I've been completely wiped out. No money, no drugs, no nothing mm -hmm. left in my life. No clothes, no credit card, no deed to my car, no car. Right. No bike. They take everything from you. And it's all because the government pays them to do that to me so that they don't get blamed. And there's no option because it's all live feed and being saved at their hands and their vans all around us. Okay. They don't, we don't get to film and it saves. Everything they do, it's signed over to the police if it's something bad. So the government's Instantly. giving it straight to the cops here? The local cops? The people are. The people work for them so that we don't notice it. So there's people Drug addicts working that get out of jail and snitch. Our police department. They get free cars to drive around and honk. And they, even if they don't have a license, as long as they can drive, uh, they're getting them to dr fly drones. My neighbor and my nephew both fly one and watch me all night. Okay? Like, they are watching us right now because the blinds are wide open. Yeah. And I don't mind. They can hear every word I'm saying perfectly. And you want to know how? Yeah, I thought Two to. years' experience. I just got out of prison. They followed me out of the jail. They followed me back. And I'm in my mom's house that night, and I videotaped the craziest thing I ever saw in my life. On the second night, you could think they'd take it easy instead of showing you invisible fucking suits are real. So I'm filming out the window with my new phone I just got off my nephew. And I'm filming back inside, just showing my camera off. And I see this little light outside my eye. <clears throat> I push pause or shut off. I'm like, huh, what is that? And I play back, and there's this glowing sunlight. And it's midnight of a dot across the street. And there's like 13 people be standing behind it, invisible. But I can see them somehow. Two people directly on each side of the window. And they say... He's filming, shut it off. And I turn around and I'm filming my mom standing there sideways. My nephew put his hand over the camera. My brother Robbie crawling on the floor and they have these like gold vests on, but there's a dark blue background on them and they got wires and shit and they dangle wires. Crazy. My mom turned her head and then it went like this and she was completely pencil flat. Like I looked down at my nephew and I went, I ran to my mom's. I said, I know you're not asleep. I went and kicked Troy's, and he has a back door. Right, His door goes to the back door. Right. So he's got a little room that should be a washer and dryer at my mom's. I kick his door in, and he's outside. He was one of the faces right there talking. Oh, man. So they got your whole family. So I fight with him for hours, and my mom said, Levi, he just has to make this money. I noticed he started getting 1200 every month on a ticket. They what? was saying, say you won, come up to this store, we'll leave the money there, they'll pay you. He was going to get that, say he won a ticket. Yeah. And the more information you give him, like when I'm leaving, follow me, uh, fucking DNA, so they can find out what bug wouldn't cause me to go crazy. Mm -hmm. Okay? It's all mine, because it's just a game. It's just a game. To who? To them. It's not to you, is it? No, because no. they are God-hating devil fucking cocksuckers they're sheriffs they're freemasons and they're following the wrong way they're following the wrong life they're following into death and they're going to be here when this last two years is up i think this is the last seven years this is revelations and it's been hell in my mind and the only time you're going to know when your time is to come is revelations in your head you won't you when you die that's the end of the world everybody's gone 
Then all of a sudden, you're here again. Yeah, I hope so. It is, but it's going to be heaven. You only get two. You live and you live. But oh. you're in heaven, and it's here when he comes back. That's what happens after you go to heaven. It's beautiful. It ain't perfect. It's beautiful. So you stay It's your for, last dream. Forever, Whatever ever. beautiful last dream you want. And it uh, stays forever. Huh. Your spirit has everything we have because we're just matter. We're just dirt. We're, you know, compressed together. Yeah. We're, you know? We're worm food, bub. Our molecules are what's talking. And our dots, like I can see millions of dots right now. You know why? You know what's that? I can see millions of dots in front of me right now. I can place everything and move it apart by you making puzzle pieces disappear. Uh -huh. It's kind of weird. And that's how I know it's a virtual reality lifestyle. I think we're not tied up to a bed, but we're not even built yet. Tied up to a bed? That sounds we're not. freaky. We're not. Like <laughs> the movies where you're in a coma and they got this video thing on you and that's what you see. Mm -hmm. No, we're still just atoms and molecules. And we're trying to find out what the future is. And we got to fast forward slowly. Why do we have to fast forward? Because... I don't get to live long. True. I'm a, I'm a, what God would call, uh, oh, fuck, a soldier. He says, don't be just hearers of the words, but be doers. And don't know, but be true to everyone, even if you know what they've become or will become. And it says in Psalms 91.1, he who rests in the secret place of the most high shall abide under the shadow of the almighty. So if you rest there, right? Until you get to think you know him by acting as if. Right. When you're sitting on the front porch and 15 feet around you, pouring and thunder, but I can see the dry for about 20 seconds. And, and I was studying the Bible hard for a year. Yeah. Going to church, preaching it uh, everywhere, you know what I mean? Going to rest homes every day. And this pastor said, Levi, I know you don't believe God, but the one time you told me about Sargus or Tico and you prayed, one year, see if he's real. As real as he was that day. And I guarantee you, if you give it everything, you'll know. He told me at the end of that year that these guys are all fraud. They're fucking antichrist. He said, Levi, get out of there because I died on the cross so you didn't have to go to this stuff. Right. He said, go to them damn trap houses. Go do drugs again. Tell them people about God a little bit. He said, who's going to go to heaven if I can't have the worst? That's why I died. Right. He said, have fun, but go tell them. Because the devil does win if he does not let you say the Lord's name before you die. You're supposed to say the You'll Lord's name. You'll stay in hell for the rest of your life. It's crazy. If you don't say the and Lord's you know name when you die? No, if you don't. He says, whoever shall believeth upon me shall have everlasting life. And he's real, dude. I didn't believe it. I just started reading and I was like, all right, God, and I'll do the prayers. I'll do everything. Right. I was hanging out with Mennonite girls and learning. What was the Mennonite girls like? nothing until month seven. Then everything started. I'm reading verses and anything what I'm reading. Right. It's turning into like fucking pounding. I'm like, I'm spreading the rest of them and telling people. I, for four years, I still do it. He's still alive. This guy named Johnny, he's a jockey at the Wheeling you know he fell off his horse mm -hmm. broke his neck down mm -hmm. 17 years sitting there in bed old man never has watched TV never has family just the nurse he never watches TV he said I've talked to him for a long time he watches TV on the ceiling and sees a movie oh man he created a whole world in that ceiling 
every single day. I look at I'd be like, at the end of the talk, you gonna pray today? No. <laughs> I went to prison. He died while I was in prison. And they, the nurses said the last thing he said when I went and seen uh, Clyde, Clyde Chandler's mom is he prayed today. Tell him, tell that guy I prayed today. And he died the next day. And he goes, oh my God, yeah. Really? That's amazing. It I was is. like, all right, I fucking was strong. And I stayed here for so long when I could have let the devil out of me so early. I feel the devil's easy way to go, they say. Like right now, if we're believing upon God, what is the devil? He's just like us back in the day, but he got thrown into the worst place. He had choices. He chose Everybody some crazy choices. shit. Yeah, he chose some crazy shit. We can choose crazy shit and love. We can love, love and crazy shit. <laughs> and we still win because who made the rules? For sure. Jesus didn't make no rules. He just showed love, dude. Right. And, oh, I feel I you. love that shit. Because Matthew 6, 33, he says, First seek the kingdom of God and all his righteousness and everything shall be un added unto you. And then Psalms 91, 1, that's why they're my, they talk to me big time. He rests in secret place the most high shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. Them two verses, I don't know how I knew them, but they popped in my head one day when I was preaching at a church. And they, that's all I remember is them two verses and I preached for an hour. They said it was the best fucking thing. Like these people came up to me and said, pray for me, pray. I started putting my hands on people. I'm what? Saying, I'm going to rest homes and healing hips. Get I'm, out not here, dude. I'm not doing it. Really? All right. The, uh, the What's it called? The one in uh, Willis Creek, the uh, therapy place. Yeah. I'm going in there and I'm walking by a room and dude's in there on the computer in a wheelchair. And God said, go in there, touch his left hip, tell him to stand up and not have to go to surgery tomorrow, but make sure he gets it checked. I heard them words. I turned in there and I did what he said. What? I told the guy stand up with a hand on the hip and he had surgery that next morning to get a hip replacement. And he gets, somehow they wanted to check because they usually don't, they just do the, the surgery. Mm -hmm. They checked his stuff and he didn't ask him. It was some type of miss grabbing the wrong chart or something. Wow. God made it happen no matter what. And he was a brand new hip, dude. Heck yeah. He was acting like he was hurting when he come back and he jumped in the, out of the wheelchair. Uh -uh. I was like, yo, do you want to I was there waiting, ready to see what he got to say. <laughs> Dude, the hip was brand new. They said it was like bunches of a 12-year-old, 13-year-old on his hip. It wow. like a skate because it was all brand new. He'll be scooting all over the place, won't he? He stayed there with his wife. His wife was ill, terminally ill, too. And he lived in the restroom with his wife. Loud. There's no happy story, is there? But she had a, a demon in her back. A what? A demon. His wife did? Yep. A demon probably put that shit on his hip. I walked by that room <laughs> before I even went to meet her after I prayed for him. Mm -hmm. And her, Levi, you're not supposed to be here. Oh my, what? <laughs> Rest homes are the biggest spiritual place in the world because you got people free. Their minds are running free. They don't control what goes out. And the spirit world loves to feed off that shit. No filter on their mouth, yeah, huh? Because when we talk, we talk. They hear our spirit when we think. Oh, no, shit. I don't want anybody to listen to my spirit. God says, he says, go to a quiet place to come to know thy Lord. That means go in your closet, your prayer closet. Don't go fucking out. Pray for me. Can we do that in case of emergency? Like, I've had so many supernatural acts I've done. Like, you can YouTube them. Like, Ashtabula's Gazette. What year was that? 2014. I hopped right after surgery to get my leg chopped off because I went to a church thing up there in Ashtabula with Mary Smith, the owner of Wally's at the time. 
And I hopped 20 yards after jumping out of the car, jumped over this dude that had duct tape all over his body and the 12 inch blade. And he stabbed the cop through the hand in the parking lot. But I was just in the store for an hour hitting him with the fucking cart so he wouldn't stab little girls. And I get him outside and he starts humping the fucking pool. A cop comes up to him, one single cop, and he stabs him through the hands. And then he's on the full mount. And I hopped and there's people watching and kicked with one leg somehow. Aaron Mercer what? was filming it. Aaron Mercer was filming it with my phone. Mm -hmm. And I saved the cops. It hit the knife and went 40 yards. And I hopped back to the car, got in and said, get the fuck in. And I told everybody to go, because I just lost my leg. I was on my last month of probation and I was wanted. Because I had memory <laughs> loss and forgot I was even fucking on probation. Jesus. I didn't check in for six months. I'm up at this church with Bob Hollins, all these people, Troy Woodman, see, <laughs> every pastor in town. And we're having, I run the coffee shop. I mean, yeah, up to a $600 a day place when it was getting $2, $1 a day. And I was hopping doing it, because I didn't have my leg yet <laughs> at that point. Wow. And this motherfucker gets me on house arrest. Troy Woodman, he says he got me on house. I was in jail nine days without a leg. Okay, open sores, no oh, food, man. not the pills I needed. You can't have it nothing. like that. I literally had an open wound, and it caved in. The 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 damn scab caved in two days out of jail, and it was a hole this big, and I had to get six How more inches cut off. Ball? Six more inches cut off because the fat. No way. Yeah, the fatty tissue was somehow not stitched right. There's a certain thing you do with muscle nerves, fucking whatever kind of shit. They mm. didn't do it right, and it caved in, dude. It went in this deep, and my nub, like this. Look, sure. right here. Wow. And then the Cambridge Hospital, I'm going there for wound clinic after my first surgery, mm -hmm. and Dr. Taylor says, don't let him do nothing, but change your wounds every day. Right. I go out there, and I wake up out of surgery, and it's... I, I had a heel. My leg cut off right here. Mm -hmm. And I had a heel. Yeah. They cut it off because it was open. I had a hose going to run, keep my blood flow circulation. Mm -hmm. Going to my chest and it pumped. And I just shoot up these shots in my stomach for blood thinner. Oh, gosh. And they cut it off. And left the bone so exposed that it had... Uh, it was it was unrecoverable. They couldn't just cover it up with a piece of skin and your bone would heal. It would have killed me and rotted my whole... I don't know what it's called. It's called a bone marrow or something. Bone marrow. Anyways, I got one to two more inches they can cut off without me having to go above the knee. Right. Yeah, for everybody listening, man, like, he lost his shit, like, okay. what, you say, a couple inches below your knee? Yeah, I'm just two inches below the right knee. Yeah. My left foot, the, co the toes, they curl left now because that motherfucker... Did oh, that leg get, going through this that one? get cut to them? Yeah, it got it bent the guardrail when it was going through this right. way and went and pushed that against the door. Look, see all that. Uh, oh, okay. So it just uh, crushed it. See all that vein? What's that called when it hits? Thrombosis. It ain't uh, varicose. It's there's veins that don't go nowhere. Dead veins. Yeah, dead veins. Yeah, a couple of them. They straighten them out. There's a pin in this one. They're curled like a champ, man. There's a pin in this one. One day I was on the toilet, and it went like this. This. No hell. With two fucking pins and two screws. Really? Yeah. Jeez, so I got geez. probably, I don't know, what kind of band. Do you think it rusts? What? That. What would rust? There's two pins right here. I can't even look at feet. Feet rust me out. Oh, my bad. It's okay. I was trying to, I was helping out for the old audio. Why does it make you sick? I don't know. I can't even do this. I don't like the savor of feet. Do this. No. What? 
Don't say it. Just think it next time. Try to do it a little bit longer each time. No. Because you know what? Feet are disgusting. People went to Jesus' feet and washed them. Mary Magdalene. Yeah, they just, like, the whole... You surprised I know that? That's pretty good. She chased after him and did it right at the Mother Teresa, what was it, a statue? Or was it Teresa at the time, or was it some woman? Mother Teresa was not that long ago, my friend. Yeah, so it was probably something else. It was. <laughs> Whatever it was, it's yeah, I don't time. know the Bible perfectly, but I sure knew how to tell you what God was saying. Oh, yeah, you because did. when sure he knows that, yeah. you hear him, he hates it because the devil comes harder. Because God comes said, harder. I will just whisper to you, man, because I love you and I don't want to hurt your feelings and I don't want you to make a bad decision because of me. And the devil's like, yeah, he's stupid, man. We got these fucking crack, these nine millimeters and fucking SKs with 12 rounds on it. Let's go sell that shit, dog. And God's like, yeah, we don't do it. The and devil says that, dog? Yeah, he says, whatever you talk like. <laughs> whatever you want to best describe yourself. How do you think I can go by myself this long? Good point. I really do. Like 12 days in a row, I'll go without fucking with nobody except the dope man. <laughs> got to hang out with the dope man. Uh, I retained an officer, well, or detained tried to, right? Tried to a Cambridge cop? One of these people they jump people? out of their car 100 yards in front of me at the little bridge in Cambridge. I think it's Northgate. And they oh, yeah. was jogging, but they parked in a place where you're not allowed to park on this fucking moving intersection and hurried up and got on the bridge and jogged, and I saw that shit. So you parked so, his car where? You know where the bridge is from Jamboree? You go straight through that four-way, coming towards the bridge. The little one down in... Yeah. Okay. Well, I saw him park on the right side of that cable... Or, uh, what's that office right there on the right, right at the four-way? And there's the street light, and then you go over the bridge. I don't remember. Bennett, or is it? Real estate or something? And then there's an electric company right behind it. Well, well, and there's Ford's tire down there. Right. But uh, these motherfuckers got the fucking show of their lifetime. I learned Who how did? to wreck at okay. the bike path. Yeah. And I did it for a week. I wrecked so hard. I landed underneath the car on the motherfucking bridge, sitting there <laughs> waiting on a green light to go. And they said, oh, my God, oh, my God, you okay? The cars kept going. They backed up and went around me. And I'm fucking moaning and everything. And I got this fucking long sleeve shirt on. I got packets underneath. That real low pressure, just bust. <laughs> and I'm bleeding through my arms on a blue shirt, long sleeve. <laughs> and I got bags upon bags full of dumpster stuff on a cart on on a dolly. Oh my goodness! And backpacks full. <laughs> and that was all just stuff to catch my fall. <laughs> and they thought it was trash. I put a little bit on the top. They see, right? And the rest is to drop. <laughs> I'm not crazy. I don't forget. That's nothing. ingenious, Doug. I don't forget nothing. Really? I don't have memory loss. I don't have pain in my leg. I feel like my leg's on because I wear it so much. That makes it part of your body. Because You move around on a thing like it is. You never, some people never out. know you're crippled, bro. For real. You know, I scared uh, some girl uh, yesterday. I went into a trap. This girl was looking at me. Like, why, why is he keep fucking grabbing his leg and his hand goes around it? So he, I could tell what she was thinking. I kept going uh, like this. Look, grab my ankle. and You know what I mean? She yeah. could tell it was getting so skinny. So I pull it up, take it off, and itch my head with my nub. <laughs> and she looks at me <laughs> and gets on her phone like nothing happened. That's when I know she's working for him. Yep, she she's knows. She's expecting and knows what the fuck's going to happen. Pre-planned everything. And when the room's staring at her, and within 10 minutes, I act like I'm not fucking seeing anything or hearing anything. 
and like goofy as fuck, petting the dog one, rabba dabba dabba. <laughs> and they're sitting there texting, like, look at your phone. And they do this, and they do this, and honk, honk, honk means we lost him. Honk, honk means I'm right on him. Honk, he's leaving. There's the people out in cars that's going around. Yep. All right. They go. And one of them's your nephew? <laughs> yeah, it sucks. I think all my whole family is. Yeah. My mom's going along with it because she don't ever disagree with any of her children. So Even you? No, she just loves me. That's good. But she's got Troy taking care of her pretty much, and he's a cop. She's old. She has to have somebody down there. She'll go crazy. And she smoked crack in her life. She did drugs. She'd leave us for 30 days at a time and take that welfare check and spend it on drugs all month. Mm -hmm. We'd have to go get our sister from a fucking little hotel room stuck in the corner screaming, crying because mom won't feed her and she's fucking playing Leonard Skinner too loud with six dicks in front of her. And we got poor out there. And we had cockroaches every fucking piece of pitcher we'd move. Millions. Boxes duct tape for cereal. Anything in the fridge is dead because we didn't have enough motherfucking heat that was keep going. Or not heat, cool. Because we'd scrap everything. We had to eat. For sure. All of a sudden, Bill, my brother Bill, and Robbie Miller went and robbed a house one day. They came back. They pig tied me up in pig I wasn't going to do it. I said, No, I'm not doing it. I'm not doing it. Was I was six years old. Your hands and your feet? No, I was seven. Just about to turn eight. Yes. And okay. if I went, boom, hit me in the back. My brother Troy and my brother Bill. All right? This is how I got taught not to snitch, not to ever tell anybody to trust your family only because your family's the only ones crazy enough to fuck you up like that. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like Mexicans, <laughs> they'll chop legs and shit off and kill you right there. That's family. I will kill my family if I find out in the end they did this. Well, those are the last people that should turn on you like that. So that's I've understandable. I've been smart enough and dumb enough to look past them for so many years and using me. Right. You know what I mean? <clears throat> like, I think he almost tried to get my COVID check this time. Been a lot of that going around. But he didn't know that I signed two days on the deadline. Some girl just going by was doing it. And I was like, what's that? On her phone, I was looking behind somewhere. No one's like, she said, come to my house, I'll help you. I signed it in 10 minutes and I got a COVID check a week later after about 90 days after everybody else got, didn't get there, or got theirs. I got mine in three my mom days. came bro. up, she said, here. I'm like, oh my God. That's the most money I've had in seven years. How much That's did you nuts. Have? I had $190,000. I bought a house for $180,000. From COVID, though. All twelve hundred. Oh, you got your stimulus check? Yeah, last month. I'm still waiting on mine. First one? Yeah. You're probably not getting it. My brother Barry called him seventy million I, times and I he, just, he, they said you don't uh and Barry's worked his whole life. I just requested it a week ago. Oh. A week ago today. It's only been this unemployment thing everybody keeps doing right now. I've got that. Okay. I was gonna do it and I got to the very end and he said I, I said, You know what, God, you've been hitting the table. Oh my bad. You keep have you been keeping me alive this long? Through the craziest stuff I've ever been through in my life, and I've lived through cockroaches, bags of clothes, living under everything, watching mom fuck, you know, getting past the crack pipe, getting past beer, getting past weed. I was fucking six years old up at that trailer you just picked me up at, mm-hmm. but it was a trailer. It was a double wide bed. It was haunted. I woke up one day and I couldn't control my body. My mom's partying with my brother Troy, my brother Bill, and they can all testify to this. My mom, Josh Dugan, uh, who else was there? A bunch of kids, and they're all drinking. Mm-hmm. And I'm fucking six, and I can see a blood river of my mom's head floating. My pillow instantly turns into a fucking boat. I jump on it, and I'm skiing, and I'm, and I'm like, Whoa. What'd you do, smoke crap? No, I don't know. It happened for seven days straight, different stuff every night. Same time, 
I was possessed. I was getting taken because that spirit or the devil knew I was going to be something crazy one day for God. Mm. And it was only going to take one time of knowing. Right. Like, family is everything, dude. I'm glad you fucking... Are... That's hard to find somebody your age. You'd be able to come in their living room, sit and watch their own TV at the drive. Because your motherfucking parents love you, and they would never let you take from them like that if they really love you. And you don't. Right. People should realize that. People are stealing their motherfucking mom's TVs, their mom's hair dryers, their mom's irons, their mom's fucking toothpaste, backpacks. They're scheming together just to take your shit to make you kill yourself. They want you to die or go to a mental hospital and get out of Cambridge. They don't want you to go to jail here. They don't want you to go to prison because you'll come back. Did they want you to leave forever. Who huh? wants this? This is what the, the sheriffs want. And the city of Cambridge, the governor, the mayor, they've all agreed to this. When I went to Gene Ford's funeral, my coach from high school, mm -hmm. in the bas yeah, in the man. gymnasium, I w had a chain on and a gangster shirt and some Jordans, and everybody was dressed up. Sure. And the mayor walks up to me, Levi, man, I know it's going to be hard. And it's like, I'm out two months already. But you're going to get through it. You just got to get off the stuff, man, and fight for Gene now since he's dead. Who said that to you? The mayor. Which one was it? Four. Okay, so, I didn't know how long ago it was. Uh, it's not too long ago. I went to Gene Ford about, what, eight, ten, a year ago he died? I was still in prison. Who? I was. Oh, I didn't hear Yeah, that. I was in the fucking county jail in New Philly because of Robbie Millicent's nominee. Right. Yeah, you said something about that. And this kid got locked. He got, which is the coach. I said, I didn't, I don't even think I said anything. I knocked him off his table. He's the winningest basketball coach in Ohio. I knocked him off his table. Oh, that was good. my dad. Dude, I went to his house. I was like, coach for him, man. <laughs> I've been doing a lot of cocaine. He said, Levi. Give you a week. Come back and be off of it. I'll give you money every day. Just don't do nothing stupid. And he did. Like a dad would. Gino's a great man. Give you that opportunity to learn why your brain's evolved enough to fucking keep it stable and keep it focused and keep it on that same pattern. Right. Because everything we do is completely controlled by science now. I am a living fucking proof, I swear to God. I got a chip in my wrist, I know it. Because that's why I wear a tight watch. Because it'll swell up when I start talking about this shit. Mm. And this chip's right. Yeah, here it goes. Watch. It's right here. I will not lie, his wrist is swelled the fuck up. And this is where they injected it. It took me six that's weeks a big hole, to heal that little scar. It's been six months since that's kind of healed. Wow. But it's getting bigger right now. It's hurting now. Look at that thing swollen. It, your wrist is definitely swollen up like something like, I seen. Oh, God. And it burns. They, like, electrocute me somehow. What? Yeah. See, I'm talking about it. They're pissed. They're getting angry. Like, you can see this. There's and no comparison. This is the Guernsey County Sheriff's Department. Yes. They're using drones, but they're also using... How do they have the money to do this? It's called a... Oh, wait. Is it, what is it called? A fucking... It's called... The Patriot Act? No. Don't tell me. It's okay. called... We're going to show you the future once we get ready for the future in seven years. This is what they, these cops said to me. All right? Uh -huh. They say, Levi, it's going to be a hell of a time if you don't straighten up. All right? On the way to the jail one time. Hey, I'm going to have to call you right back, bro. Trust me. Sorry about so, that. You heard my ringtone, Big Papa. But, yeah, my name's Levi Larson. Levi the big guy. And 
Six foot fucking what? This motherfucking nothing. COVID shit's all fake. It's so that it takes your mind off of what's really going on. But normal people are dying in the United States of America. Normal rates, normal numbers added up. See what the death toll was last year and added up to this. And it's exactly where it should be. Maybe really? less. They're making deaths all COVIDs. And they're paying people to say it was COVID and sign this shit because seen they're that dead. On uh, YouTube. All right. There was a New York hospital room flooded. Mm-hmm. All right. The fucking news put another hospital room over top of it that matched it perfect, and it was in England. And mm-hmm. they were just using a copy of that room that's flooded with patients, and it was all pre-done on fucking our actual Dateline. Or not Dateline. It was, uh, I forget what news it was, but they got fucking ranked on it. But it's all acts. You ain't never been to Seventh Street Trap when me and Mike Kelly was there. Where the Seventh Street, South Seven, that double wide up there. Nope. But anyways, I caught them in the room, and I fucking they always know when I'm coming because there was signals. There was inside this trap house with the holes in the walls and everything. Mm -hmm. You can throw the craziest looking thing down there. Can't be a camera in it that you'd never see. Really. Yes. Uh, boards that made a shelf in my room. I didn't know it for a long time. They had, oh, what was it called? White rays of line or whatever it's called on computers. Liner? No. The what thing, did you say? Infernet or is that what it's called? Ethernet? Ethernet. Yeah. Was running in between thousands of Ethernet in between these see-through pieces of fucking like plastic up under the shelves in the crack. Right. It ran into Mike Kelly's room. And there was a slide behind his fucking picture to slide and look at me through a two-way mirror, but a painted wall. What? Every night, I swear to God, I heard. Taylor Larson never left the room, but once a month to get in the truck with Mackie, but was supposed to be your dad, but was Mackie. Oh. And he would take her, get her money, get her to see her family, and then she'd get back in that room for 24-7. In your room? No, in my Kelly's. My Kelly's, okay. That's when I realized. It took me about two months ago to realize this one. That she stayed in that room because she's part of it. She has to let them know when I'm leaving. She has to watch me. She watched me jerk off. She watched me fucking do crazy right. shit and beat up the room. Fucking everything. I'm talking the fucking... I fucking get crazy. <laughs> you know, I'd tear my room <laughs> apart and be buried in my room. Because buried there's in fucking, your room? Shit on top I of it. I videotaped with a fucking government phone on the other hallway and I acted like I left on a run. Well, I did, and I came back and I looked at it and they crawled through the corner of my padlock door and we'd go and just steal the littlest crazy shit that I love the most though. Like and what? Do it, like, all right, say if I had an antique that I was getting ready to sell and I was talking about it a little bit, they'd steal that and maybe $16 out of my 17. <laughs> leave it a dollar. And I'd go to Mike and he'd like punish me and blame me and call me names. And I was serving him, like I'd wash his feet and I told him, I'd do anything you need. I took care of his kids. Sometimes I went and picked up food for him. I'd run for his girlfriend. I'd, you know, I did $5,000 in sales a day on running for him. I sat there and mm-hmm. played lottery tickets. But guess what? What? I ain't dumb. No. I said, Mike, I ever say a word on one of these drops, I'm turning around, I'm leaving him on the fucking back way I don't know. So I'd get there and they'd hand me it. I wouldn't even look at it, the money. And if it ain't right, I told Mike, I was like, they ain't right, and you don't give me that address and where they live and everything at first. When I first come to you and say, give me it, I won't fuck with you no more. And it was never 
raw. There ain't nobody in my lifetime that I saw heroin and ice. It ain't gonna be a hundred. It ain't gonna be a hundred percent every time. Sorry. I feel like I'm doing a basketball. I'm gonna do that. You know what I'm talking about, though. Yeah. Like how? Oh God, man. I want to tell you, but I feel like I gotta be quiet. You don't have to be quiet. You're all right. All right. I'm Levi Larson. At the age of eight years old, I was charged as an adult with my brother Bill. He was 13 in front of Judge Elwood in the big courtroom and my mom firing our lawyer couch and she being my lawyer screaming, that's my baby, you ain't taking him. You had wrong couch, yeah, couch. Yeah, when I was a little kid. He's but like I was the worst the, attorney there is. He was still then. And my mom fired him drunk in court and so. was our lawyer. And we went down. Down, down. We got charged with 180 breaking and entries out of 360. And we both got 10 years in a federal prison mandating the laws for you know, children or eight not. years old, uh, and it's not a murder charge, so you, it's not a. It's camp. If it's capital punishment. Yeah. So, I go to Tico. I'm there two weeks, and that was hell. I go to Sargas. I'm there. Six weeks, and if you can't do a, ca a crossword puzzle, you don't go outside and play. You go to your cell when they go outside and play, and watch them through your little fucking, you know, window with cell walls and fucking bars and. Heat and just like no prison, blanket, just it has to be kids. folded all day. Yeah, and kind of like being in boot camp. Yep, and you gotta—it's just crazy. Well, anyways, I'm fucking baby. I'm a seven-year-old that knows everything I know today exactly the same I knew when I was seven. I didn't know how to read till ninth grade. I didn't know how to write, do math. Really? I think fourth grade I started going to school for breakfast and lunch, and I'd make sure I seen my sister was okay. Because we was at Washington Elementary when we did all the break-ins. I was going to school there two years, and I never went to school. And they passed me. Because I'd come in and threaten the teacher. I'd take all her pens out of her drawer, go underneath her desk while she's at the chalkboard, and just take them all and spell, I'll kill you. <laughs> and I'd leave. Wow. I didn't give a fuck. The principal tried to stop me. Vic Laney would chase us. Uh, what's her name? Sam Masters. Or Becky Masters. Fucking Jeff Payton. Or Jeff what was it? Hayes. Fucking Vic Lano. Dude, these motherfuckers chased me when I was five. I had a hole in the ground with sticks over it, and I'd just jump into it, <laughs> and I'd be hidden. <laughs> and it was in them, you know, them fucking uh, things that look like poison ivy, but they break real easy. Yeah. Yeah. I was in them <laughs> underneath the thing, and I built houses and trees and barrel them out underneath them while I crawl in and I'd get in my little fucking tree and just move around. Wow. So 16 days I'd do it. Wanted. Really? Oh, dude. I was up and for 16 days you? when I lost my leg. Right. Hopping through the woods for 16 days. <laughs> Hopping through the woods. The last day I about died. Yeah. I was throwing, I had like $60 in change. I don't know how, or I can't remember why. My brother Barry steps out of the house at 6 in the morning. I've been throwing quarters in change for hours. And he finally comes out. He said, What the fuck? Uh, I, he said, What the fuck? What I said, the fuck? Barry, <laughs> get Cody because he's fucking moonwalking down the hill. What? And he came to see me. I saw my nephew moonwalk backwards down a cliff without moving his feet. Just like, what? What? All right. All night I saw SWAT team, but they had a time thing on their fucking little shield. And it said 20, 19. And the line went all the way down the street. They said, we're coming in. They got dogs. Wow. And I saw this. And all of a sudden when Barry opened that door, everything disappeared. And I saw his face. And he saw mine finally. And he was like, oh, my God, Levi. What are you, the Incredible Hulk? My pants was ripped up to here. It was two degrees out. I had a shirt cut. 
mud all over me. Hopped into the house and I passed out for two days. <laughs> mud all over me. I was in the water for 72 hours. In December? Negative water. What? I was at Robbie Miller's, right? Uh -huh. I was getting some dope right before I went to prison my last sentence. And I got some cream and I go outside. My mom's hoping, you got a warrant, you're supposed to go to court. <laughs> Troy tries to take me to court when I'm late, knowing I got a warrant. Right. I punch him in the back of the head and I jump out. <laughs> I run and I know they're coming. I can hear them. My brother Troy called him. Right. I jump in the creek and it's warmer than the outside after about 10 hours. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> I almost died this time too. All right. Oh, I'm in the creek. I'm in the creek. They're laughing at me all the time. They come check on me. I bet Either they do side, that. They have me, you know? Right. So I'm going down the creek holding my leg underwater because I think I'm not going to be able to be, uh, you know, put out in the witness, you know, selection or whatever. I don't think they know me exactly. There's mud all over my face. There's fucking grass on my head. Hard to identify. And I'm going like this down the, the creek. <laughs> Just walking straight. Yeah. Uh -huh. A bad fucking rainstorm and the fucking snow melted once and the flood water went up to the train tracks. I crawled in that shit. Right. With a tree, like a whole fucking hollowed out tree thing on top of me, about two inches an hour. <laughs> That's slow as be, dude. Oh, they was watching. <laughs> I could see their fucking footprints and where they put the grass down and put sticks around so they could sit there all night. Right. Yeah. They're pretty tricky too, huh? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> They're very tricky. <laughs> They're very tricky. They, How's that? It's so fun to fuck somebody's life up. How could it be that? I, that's it's it's that's it's sad. adrenaline. It's it's pure adrenaline to fucking feel the devil. Yeah, I'm sure that's why it's so. Tempting. Like me dunking on fucking Kevin Martin, or right. me dunking on over the foul line with two feet, jumping from the foul line over a car, and the alley -oop comes out of the sunroof, and I don't catch it. Yeah, that's adrenaline. But the adrenaline comes from the crowd. If you just did that by yourself, you'd be like, damn, that's pretty good. The crowd comes in, jumps into your car, fucking kids are screaming. You're about to win money. So adrenaline is fake. Fake? Yes. It's nice. prescribed you, that you get it, uh -huh. but you don't have to have it doing the same exact thing, thing without the prescription. You know what I'm saying? Right. What's that figured, called? It's called math. They figured this shit it's out mathematically. We're math. We're math? Yes. And people don't understand that. That's why like uh, people that worship the devil and are speaking in tongues and shit. They can understand each other. How are we math? Can you explain that possibly? All right. You know how I say I see these molecules. I can see LED lights and they're bigger admissions and they come off bigger. Right. And different kind of colors and they got little worms in them. And this light right here, that is LED, but it's a low form. I get it. It's got a microchip in it. What does? That LED light so the government can listen and watch us all every day of our lives. It's hooked up to Alexa too. So you could say, turn off light and turn it off. Yeah, well, that's even worse because <laughs> you can do that to a recorder and all you got to do is push play, right? Sure. We got push play buttons that we can go, you know, anywhere. Stupid push play that's buttons. That's easy math, though. Now, right? How's that? How are our bodies math? Though? Because what, we math what do we that? think when we walk in? We, are got, we do got legs. One, two, three, four, five, Why not just, it happens. Every stage we're in is a different... All right, we don't, it's hard to explain. Because the God wasn't God, everybody thinks of Jesus. God is, you won't believe it. Like Star Wars and shit, dude, is real. Uh, kind of. They got, almost got it right. We're going to have to be off like this planet. God. You know why? Because we'll be in heaven. Right. The people down here is hell, and they will be tortured, dude. 
heaven is earth. What hell could be heaven again. It really could. But the devil does not know good. Does the devil really wear Prada? He wears whatever the fuck he wants. <laughs> like me trying to be fancy. These guys will torture you with I'm obsessed with wearing a watch. They make sure I can't fucking have one, not get stolen for months. Mm -hmm. They know my phones. I always had them on back in my day. Yeah. I ain't had one on in over a year. Yeah. Because they torture me. Like, let me turn my phone on right now. And I bet you they're jumping it. Like, bop, 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 bop. What's jumping it, man? Uh, the screen goes to the main page, home page, then back to my app, and then to a different app. Blah, 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 blah. And then they'll shrink it, make a half screen, turn the volume down. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Oh, where That'd be that? fucking mean as fuck it is here. Really? I think so. It's over there in that bag. Let me grab it. You gotta do what you want there, Bo. Well, I'm just putting the remote right there. But uh, I'll be right back. It's kind of weird, because I'm talking to him. But I feel like I'm just talking to everybody. But like, be, I'm being serious. And it's a little bit off-putting because of the weed. But, like, I really admire myself for what I went through the past two years. I could fuck anybody up. I could tear anybody's mind out with the training. I could, because they put me through hell. And I got to see what God felt that last day on the cross when it was finished. He said, I, it's finished. If God's real and you follow him and you find out he's real and that is real, that's real. That's real as hell. It's just real. It's right. hell. <laughs> I should no, not use that analogy. I met this guy in jail, right? He knew I was a poor motherfucker, but he got a lot of laughs out of me because I'd always check people in and fucking we had a good time. do crazy shit. For being in jail, and then we, we were in a uh, reception the together. The whole time, yeah, we were, we were reception. We, did, we kicked it. I freaking, thought you did pretty good, your first number. Well, thanks, Damn bro. good. You kicked it gangster. I tried to kick it gangster. Yeah, with fucking uh, old-looking gray hair, hair fucking <laughs> big belly. And you I didn't get fucked up. with no, you no. Did your thing. You and that's what you got to do, and there ain't much like that anymore. Man, you know you what, what they're doing in there? Sucking dick. Dude, it, I've never seen so brownies. much gay shit in my life. They're in there becoming part of this, weaker. You got to take a decision. All right, you go on vacation? Do you have fun? I have fun. That's vacation, dude. Just you, got off vacation, can... actually. Went to Charleston, South Carolina. Had a great time. All right. What about prison? Can you have a great time? I had a great time in prison. Yes. <laughs> I, I, I hate to say that. Like, don't anyone tell my mother that shit. Oh, my God. But like, Dude's eating mouses in CRC. Don't eat fucking more. He oh, my God. Yeah, yeah, you got 10 chili soups Steve? out of that. 10 chili soups for eating a live mouse. I know. I built the house that made it go into his mouth. Huh? I built the house, and I was the floor guy. Remember? I was the, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I always kept his room popped, and I always tell uh, the CEO, I got a bag of chips, man. Let him out for a little bit. He was right there in that corner. He always got dope. And he gave me that motherfucking fake weed that one day. Oh, yeah? I was on my bed for seven hours. I was like, oh, my God, why am I in jail? What? Oh, why am I okay at Wally's too? Pizza? Why not? Oh, Wally's God. Pizza? That is the craziest feeling in your life. <laughs> all right. The K2 that's in, up in the CRC is so strong, too, man. People were <laughs> seizing out all over the fucking place. Like, I was completely un- Aware of why I was in prison, and I thought I should be working at Wally's Pizza right now. How did I get here? Completely gone, and I was scared to death, because how do you just transport into prison? That's called a motherfucking mess up on the computer. It's a mess up on the math. Wow. Your brain does not malfunction from anything. It's an excuse, an error, error to error. revert you back to one part of the game, or the play, or the movie.
All right. It puts you back on motion because this is short time to somebody that never has to die. Oh, no doubt, dude. So this movie is getting, they're making money. They're making millions. Oh. The higher, richer people are betting on us. You think he'll <laughs> get that and drink that out of the dumpster? You think he'll eat that whole mountain sandwich that's a little warm? Or you think he's going to go do dope today? Man, I can't believe it. I bet he does the boy line. He's offering it. I bet he does it. <laughs> and I do one like him once a month, and I swear they're betting. Wow. But it wasn't bad on me because I didn't know what's going to I was at Ralph Burris Sr.'s house, and he wrote statements on me too. Oh, I'm extorting him. But uh, he uh, definitely snitched on me. I got the paperwork at my mom's with Robbie Miller and Melissa McCummer. And that's all the people that's ever snitched on me, I'm thinking. Because I ain't got nobody else. Chris McHenry may be next. I'm not sure yet. Ooh so, don't snitch. First of all, I don't <laughs> like you. Story. I will act like a retard and you'll fucking be annoyed by me if you ever meet me and I think you're a snitch. I'm not <laughs> retarded because you're a snitch. I make you so hate me. I will drive and you kick me out. Mad. You won't even open your door after two months of knowing me. <laughs> you will if you're real. Right, for sure. <laughs> and that's just for the viewers. Like This is going to drive you crazy. This city's so, so collaborated and so thought and so ran like a fucking factory completely i'm being serious if you came here and you focused on it and the people don't focus on it is the people that's afraid so afraid that they're going to keep going the boy that makes them die every night and keep pressing for it but the boy ain't going to be that good until the day they want you to die yeah it gets pretty good most of all doesn't it? they have to keep it a certain amount because we're beating fucking new york and you know yeah, we're, we're not supposed per to be per capita, for sure. Yeah, we're not supposed to be. And being number two in the world for the worst place to live. What here? Yeah, Cambridge, Ohio is the second place in the world, the worst place to live. Says who? Look it up. Or it's the worst city, the second one. It was like not positive, but it is one of them. I guarantee. It was like the twelfth uh, worst city in Ohio to live in. Or it made the top twelve. May have been like number eight. I believe it, it, Ohio's got a lot of cities. This place sucks, though, states. what we're getting at. Well, it ain't got states. I don't even know. I don't even know my states. I know Ohio. I know the places I've been, like Idaho, fucking Spokane, Washington, Greer, South Carolina, South Carolina, motherfucking New York. All these places I went on the run. You want to hear something sad? What? I know a song that you got to memorize that mentioned it, and you can say all 50 states. Is it a good song? Alabama, Alaska, Arizona, Arkansas, oh, California, hell, Colorado, man. Connecticut, Delaware, Florida, Georgia. <laughs> I did stick figures to play basketball. My junior, senior year, I yeah. did stick figures every day, about 50 of them. Stick figures? As extra credit, one stick point to keep rule. me on every single grade. <laughs> After my senior year of basketball season, yeah. Fury, all of them came up to me and said, Levi, you're on your own now. We cannot do that anymore. What? I didn't hardly know how to read. I don't know what a sentence is. I didn't know where a period goes or... Anything. I got straight Fs. They just got you playing. I didn't playing get my GED, huh? and I played Cambridge basketball, dude. <clears throat> dedicated to the team, and, you know, I didn't talk to nobody. I didn't fuck bitches. I had one girlfriend you didn't for fuck a bitches? couple weeks. No. My uncle beat the shit out of me. I didn't go straight home after school, after he trained me to go straight home. What? My uncle was a mean man. He owned 209 Salvage Junkyard. His name was Flippo. He adopted me at 11, straight out of the Sargus. Straight out of Sargus? No, I was out of Sargus to the foster about. home. And my brother Ty and my sister Kayla was there in Freeport, Ohio with the Robinsons. And it was the best time of my life, dude. I got to motherfucking chop wood, feed yeah. the chickens. Do a man do shit, shit huh? at, what was I, nine and a half? Nine and a half that I've never done in my life. 
I've been crone in the corner just trying to stay away from all the cockroaches in my life. I've been trying to find heat, stealing cable or electric from next door. You've been trying to stay alive, huh, bro? But it was fun. Throwing fucking mud balls with bricks inside them at cop cars every time they go by. Motherfucking robbing gas stations for hundreds of cartons of cigarettes every week. Hundreds stealing of cartons. Stealing semis at six years old.